so apparently I was very, very, very wrong. We have gotten You Season 4 Part 2 finally released. And I'm very late with my review. I, honestly, it took me forever to get through it. It was it just wasn't that engaging as the previous seasons for me. But I will say You Season 4 Part 2 was significantly more interesting than Part 1. Now, things I were wrong about. I didn't trust Phoebe and Nadia as I stated in my previous video. I thought something was off with them. I thought maybe they were a part of something we did not know about. However, no, that was not true. Phoebe is actually one of the most likable people on this show. And apparently Kate is not a killer like I thought she was. So I'm st I still like Kate. I still like her honesty and her, you know, brashness. I still like her. So I was wrong about Kate as well. She did not kill... Um, I don't even remember her name, the rich girl, but Joe did in one of his dissociative states, apparently. Another thing I was wrong about, Nadia, going back to Nadia. Nadia is not some, you know, she's actually just a college student with a lot of knowledge on mysteries and all of a sudden she's a detective in part two. So I take that as a wrong as well. I was wrong about Nadia and I was also wrong about Reese. Now, I saw everyone stating that Reese was a part of Joe's imagination. And while I was halfway right that Reese was a real person, Reese was not around when most of Joe's conversations with Reese were happening. So, okay, I take that as well. I was wrong about that. I hate that twist. It's fucking stupid to me, but fine. It, it wouldn't have made sense for someone who's going for a government office to just be around killing people and hanging out with Joe like buddies. So, okay, that makes sense. I, I still stick with that. Now we find out that R Joe actually fixated on Reese as he did many times before with Love and Beck and so many others, which is so, it's it's a weird, it's so weird, you know, that twist up. Normally he's stalking and infatuated with a woman that he desires, but instead we get him fixated on Reese, who for some reason he projects onto and feels like they have a bond just because he read a book and noticed that Reese had a similar upbringing like he did. Doesn't really make sense because there are many books out there, I'm sure, where people describe an upbringing such as Joe. Not everyone has had a stable household, but hey, I digress. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, you know, those are those things that I was wrong about. Let's get to what did make sense to me in part two. First of all, they undid every twist that they put out. That whole twist up of Reese not really being there. Apparently no one noticed that Joe was talking to empty chairs and random, having random conversations with himself. Apparently no one noticed that at all, which is being weird, but okay. Oh, Adam. Oh, you dumb fuck Adam. I don't know why the switch up. I don't know, in part one, it was implied that even though Adam was, you know, going broke and clearly an asshole, he still loved Phoebe in some capacity. And it was very clear that Phoebe loved him, even though he cheated with people beneath him by having them piss on him. But we're now introduced to an Adam who is a gold digger. 
is determined to keep Phoebe away from her friends that are trying to talk sense into her. Apparently he's abusive in more ways than one. He keeps Phoebe drugged up so she doesn't think clearly. He pays no attention to the fact that she's clearly having, you know, a few issues that need to be addressed. But no, he tries to force her into a marriage. He's around her all the time. She has no real privacy or freedom at this point. It just, it makes no sense. Now all of a sudden he's a man that likes being tied to a bed while a dominatrix ties his ass up and gives him a spanking and invites guys into the room. Are you serious? I'm not going to say I hate that ending for him. Obviously you guys, Netflix made him unlikable enough to bring that in, but that, that was random as hell. Now all of a sudden he doesn't love her. He's just a controlling old digger. Fine. On to the next. Reese is apparently a part of Joe. Like Reese is a real person. You know, Joe knows Reese, but Reese does not know Joe. <laughs> um, which made sense. I knew something was weird when Joe came to see Reese speaking and Reese kind of just nodded at him and continued to walk by. It was kind of like a, you know, hi kind of nod. And he just kept on walking. It wasn't a nod of someone who has been stalking Joe and forcing Joe to carry out acts for him. Secondly, why the hell is Joe imagining text and conversations? Are you serious? Dissociative disorder comes with that. If it does, please let me know. But it made no sense to me. Um, that Joe is imagining text messages, stalking him and threatening him to figure out that, A, you are the killer, sir. That that made no fucking sense to me at all. I still refuse to believe that Netflix would expect people to believe that Joe knocked his damn self out in the woods and carried him and Raul's, you know, bodies. <laughs> or he slept walk with Raul's body and chained both of themselves up and started a fucking fire. Really? You are full fat, extra sugar, deep fried fucking insane Joe Goldberg. Fuck you. Whoa. No, it, it doesn't make sense. It looked to us like Reese knocked him out and carried both of them to the underground weird dungeon of that castle that burned down. But no, apparently Joe blacked out or knocked his damn self out i'm not sure they didn't explain it and took raul down to the bowels of hell that he supposedly all of a sudden knew about that phoebe doesn't even know about and started a fire to kill him and raul <laughs> please leave me alone netflix now kate and joe's relationship has obviously blossomed in season two I like their energy and chemistry a little bit more in season two than in part one. I already spoke about that extensively in my other videos, so I won't go deep diving into it, but it, was, it did seem kind of forced, but also it seemed a little bit more flowy this time. Of course, Joe has met his match once again. Um, she is a murderer. She did admit to murdering children and her father covering it up for her. And we all know that Joe attracts some of the <laughs> weirdest women. I mean, Beck was not a murderer, but Beck had issues, you know. So I don't know. Um, I find that very interesting. He, f just like Love, he has met a woman who is extensively rich, 
except Love's family did not have the connections to just cover up anything that he does. But mirroring each other, obviously. I I don't know how I feel about that. Um, Kate and Joe are supposed to hold each other accountable. And that's just fucking laughable. How? Joe has never been good in a relationship as far as we've seen. He always fixates on another woman. Someone always comes around. Now he fixates on men as well. (laughs) But you guys are supposed to hold each other accountable. And honestly, I don't think Joe knows Kate as much as he thinks he does. Because what all do you need to be held accountable for, ma'am? But you trying to hold Joe accountable while at the same time giving him every tool, all the money he needs to carry out his sick, twisted plans and cover up anything that he does and frame his young college students. It's just, that that's not going to fucking work. It's not. I was not interested in the season five, but now I may be interested to see how to hell that goes. That it makes no sense. There's no way she's going to be able to control Joe or he couldn't even control love when her rich ass was psycho. But we're supposed to expect or believe that Joe, who's clearly lost his complete fucking mind, is going to keep a woman with extensive resources and the ability to rewrite any narrative to fit, you know, to fit what she wants. He's supposed to keep her in line. And she's supposed to keep his psychotic ass in line. He didn't even trust her. I don't even think he told her about Reese or the other part of himself, the projected part or his dissociative disorder. Now, Kate's father, that's something I'm not going to do a deep dive into. Um, It was weird. It was awkward. It was too fast. There was not enough information given to us to make him seem like some big bad guy. Um, The whole... I need you to kill Reese for me was random as hell. We weren't given much why as far as to why he would want Reese dead. This is the same Reese that Joe is fixated on and imagining. So yeah, weird. Don't hurt my daughter. And in the same breath, telling him to go and kill Reese, a government aspired official. Yeah, no, hell no. It was random. It was weird. They need to go back to the drawing board on that. I I didn't feel anything when he was murdered. They showed us a little bit of his negotiation skills and how he talks his way out of things. But other than that, there was nothing at all that made him seem the big bad bully or the big bad wolf. Other than him trying to get Joe, who's already a killer, to do some more killing. Next. All right, so let's get to Nadia. Apparently now, Nadia is a detective. Finding Joe's secrets and breaking into his apartment putting her life in danger with a complete psychopath. That was too much. It didn't, no. Her character was just filler for me. You find this half-starved, half-whatever girl in a damn box, literally. And your thought is to not call the police? I mean, you could have at least tried to record, you know, audio of Joe down there talking to Marion. There were so many ways that this could have been handled is just stupid to me netflix is writing go please stop you listen to her tell you to not call the police i, I would have called nine 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 one one nine nine two whatever the hell please get here immediately how the hell do you expect him joe cannot talk his way out of that you put her down there you literally committed mind torture you have starved her to death no water 
nothing. Going by the episode, she practically almost lost her mind in there. She had to imagine having conversations with her daughter just to get through it. There's no way Joe would have been able to talk himself out of it. So that was stupid. You should have called the police. I don't care what anyone says. Nadia took pictures of the box and some pictures in Joe's apartment. When I say I would have sent those to like 10 family uh, family members, emailed the shit to myself and all kinds of shit, it probably would have been uploaded to multiple websites, emailed to the police. I don't give a fuck. But the fact that you let him take your phone and delete the pictures. I mean, what error is this? We're in the era where things are never really deleted. Does she not have a backup system on her phone where those photos could be backed up? Am I the only one that like, come on had recordings. I mean, Jesus Christ, you allowed yourself to get in that situation. And then you brought your boyfriend into it and you told him everything and you put his life in danger. Now, obviously she's young. I get it, but she's supposed to be the smartest college student there. So you didn't know not to bring your boyfriend around a serial killer and not to tell him everything. You didn't know how to collect evidence and put it somewhere where no one like Joe could find it and delete it. it makes no sense. She's not as smart as Netflix tries to paint her to be. She could have taken pictures of Marianne in that fucking box. She could have took pictures of the entrance that led to Marianne's enclosure. I mean, <laughs> there there was so much she could have done differently. And then all of a sudden we're expected to believe she's a murderer. And now she's willing to kill for Marianne. Now she's, let's kill Joe. Girl, no. (laughs) Laughable. I did think that the plan towards the end to, you know, give Marianne beta blockers to slow her heart heart rate to almost death. That was interesting. But we're expected to believe that Joe just leaves her on a bench in the middle of a park. Really? No, (laughs) I don't, I don't, that's not believable. Joe sending Nadia to jail and framing her for the crime of killing her boyfriend, unbelievable. I'm sorry, that shit was, it was unexpected as hell. Another little Netflix twist, but unbelievable. And the fact that she didn't speak out about it was unbelievable. She just took it. Like, are you serious? Now, going to Marianne, very, very happy she survived, got back to her daughter, very, very happy. Um, She went through enough fucking torture that was undeserved. Um, (laughs) That twist where, in his mind, he thinks he let her go, which we all knew. Hell, that Joe has never let a woman go in in ever. (laughs) In all four seasons, Joe has never even let anyone go. The only thing that Joe or the only person that Joe has ever let go of willingly was his son, which is the most pathetic thing I'd ever seen. Granted, he was born from two psycho serial killers and that child definitely deserved a better chance. But I I just, anyway, I'll get back to that later. I'm surprised that the Love family never went to go get their grandson. I know they're not too easy either, but... <laughs> the one woman he was willing to let go was just as crazy as he was, which was love when he asked for a divorce. But I don't think he would have ever not killed her. I will never, ever forgive Joe for abandoning his son 
ever. I will never forgive the writers. Obviously, he, the son doesn't need to be with him because he's crazy. But the fact that you just left him at some random people's house, some neighbors, if people thought you guys were normal and upstanding neighbors, that means that not everyone is going to expose what's in their closet. So you have no idea about the men that you've left your son with. And you never came back for him. You just wrote him a letter and then faked your death and left him on someone's doorstep. Like, come on. He has so many loose ends for Madre Linda. It makes no sense. Ellie, now Marianne, the Love family, the Love family's private detective who was supposed to kill him. There are so many loose ends that it's laughable that Joe would go and tell his little weak ass story about being a survivor. No, there are so many people that can come after him at this point. But side note, I hate that Joe cut his hair off. I kind of like the um, grown manish look. I understand that they want him to look all innocent. You know, the deceiving ass demon that he is. But yeah, anyway, Joe goes from being a man lying to himself about wanting a simple, quiet European holiday and telling himself he's not going to fixate on anyone. This man is someone who has killed multiple people, had no remorse. I mean, he killed Beck. He put out her book after he finished it. And we're expected to believe that now he's just some scared person that has to separate in his mind, has to make an alter ego, fixate on a man, and then imagines this man that is forcing him to do bad things. Now that's what we're expected to believe. All of a sudden he's not the Joe who will kill for anyone and anything. Now he's someone that's scared and he's an alter ego to do it for him. Unbelievable. And towards the end, we see Joe has now back, you know, to his normal face, baby face. Um, He's with Kate and he openly basically shows he's accepted his dark side, which the how he goes from not remembering anything, being someone who it's just, I would never murder anyone. I'm not doing that ever again to in two episodes. Now he's just embraced it all. Now he's, oh man, all these resources, all these resources I have. Now I can just kill and do what I want. I can frame little college girls. I'm just really happy that Joe did not fixate and obsess and kill one of his college students at this point because I was half expecting that. But we know from previous seasons that Joe likes to help people that's younger than him, like Paco. But apparently now, Joe's perfectly fine with killing a student, framing another student for his murder, and is seeing Reese now and happily smiling at him and is, you know, they've completely merged. It's now Joe and Reese, the killers. Like, get the... get out of here him sending Nadia to jail and he just sits there and tells her you're smart I'm I can't wait to see how you get out of this um sir you better hope she never gets out of it because that they coming for your ass afterwards now he's cocky as hell okay Joe he's fully embraced his quote-unquote evil side Alrighty. So my question is, will anyone find the drive Nadia's boyfriend stole from his mother's newspaper office or business that contained Joe and Madre Linda and all that information about him? I think it was a drive. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is anyone going to find that? Or is that just another loose end? That is all for today. My quick thoughts. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. 
If you stayed all the way through, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you lots. Please comment if you agree with me or if you have any other theories, maybe on season five. I know that they're going to come out with one. It's just inevitable. He's now with Kate, who's supposed to be his other half. Like, (laughs) please. But tell me you guys' thoughts and I will see you in the next video. Bye. You are full fat, extra sugar, deep fried, fucking insane Joe Goldberg. Fuck you. Whoa.